It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community. We're making the lead stories this month at ChicagoVersUnited.com. My name is Haima Black, recording again at the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space, and the new home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, talking with Emmy Chen from Ornery Little Darlings in support of her band's new album, O is for Ornery. Emmy, how's it going? Oh, it's good. Thank you so much for coming up here. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nice to be here. How has 2011 been for you and for the band, for Ornery Little Darlings? 2011 has been, I feel like, it's been really good for Ornery as far as like the amount of shows we've been getting and been able to go on couple of tours this year and of course we finally finished our first full-length album yeah and i want to talk about <laughs> all that and i know you guys have been on the road recently but kind of looking beyond that you've been on the road for a little while now right you mean as in like kind of like overall big picture yeah overall yeah we've we've actually gone out on our first venture was in 2010 back in early spring mm-hmm. like late march we went for 10 days because how long has the band been together? Uh, since end of September 2009. So okay. a little over, almost two years now. So like enough time, but it's certainly not like you guys have this decade-long history. So you're you're like right. a relatively newer band, and I think you guys have made a lot of moves pretty quickly, it seems like. Yeah, we, we definitely wanted to uh, get after it. <laughs> you guys were at South by Southwest earlier this year, right? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I saw you guys at um, Anthony Spina's kickoff event. The night before South by. Oh that... yes, the Cedar Street. Yes, yeah. and that was a really really cool party. Mm, yes, it was awesome, and it actually turned it out. Turned it. <laughs> it actually turned out being all the bands that played that night were from Chicago. Yeah, which I dug. Yeah. It was such a cool hometown vibe, and actually, you're from Austin. We were talking about this before the interview, mm-hmm. so you kind of got kind of this double hometown thing going on, where you had like your current home, and then. Um... Yeah, and that Cedar Street place is is nice. Like um. The owner, he's really good friends, like with my family, with like with my dad, and they've done a lot of work together. So, yeah, it was it was fun to to be, I guess, in my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Austin, you know, for like something like South by, and you've got kind of both worlds there. Is it weird? Are you like this is my turf, and all of you are visiting my town? <laughs> it was a little bit. It was more like um, nostalgic and kind of. It was fun to be there, actually, because I, um, I hadn't been there since I was really little. Yeah. I learned how to go swimming there, and like, <laughs> I used to feed red hots to the squirrels. Because uh, <laughs> you know. that's what squirrels love. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. <laughs> ornery Little Darlings, the band's debut record is out now. It just came out. It's called O is for Ornery, and congratulations on that first one. Thank you. You know, I was looking at the materials, you know, that came with the record, that you guys have emailed me, all that kind of stuff. And I thought that this was interesting. The band released the record, like, literally, like, a day after mastering it. Is that the case? Yes. That's crazy. Like, how did that, like, what prompted that decision? We just wanted to get it out there. We were also uh, leaving in, like, a week to go on this last tour that we just went on. And so we definitely wanted to have that ready that we could give it to our friends and stuff. Yeah, because I know so many bands who they'll finish a record, you know, and whether it's just the label sitting on it or they're like, it's not the right time, we want to come up with a plan. So many bands finish a body of work and then they just kind of let it sit there, maybe even for like a year or two. But you guys were just like, nope, it's done. Here you go. Bye. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like we recorded it with uh, Norwal Audio, Mm -hmm. uh, Mitchell Cepedas. Yeah, down in Pilsen at the EP Theater. And that was back in May. 
And oh, it took a couple of months. We just would go back and like, we would think a song was done, but then we, just, we, we really took our time with like really getting the songs the way we wanted them. And then um, a good friend, Sean from Nether Friends, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, finished up the mastering for us right before he went on tour. And then we're like, well, let's just go out there. And he's go. another very ambitious dude, Sean from Nether Friends. Oh, like, yeah. he, he'll crazy. go out on the road and just be like, I'm just going to go out on my bike or like something like that. I mean, he's <laughs> he is a little bit crazy, but he's kind of like this super ambitious, crazy genius. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's awesome. He'll also be there. Um, yes. At the show. Yeah. This, this Wednesday. Coming Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you're one of two vocalists in the group. You, Jason Evers. Um, so how does the songwriting break down? Do you guys kind of write your own song separately or do you write together and then decide who's going to sing what from there? Um, well, we we pay a guy. I'm kidding. <laughs> we have Will I Am write our songs. Yeah, and... <laughs> but he wants to go as unknown. It's right. pretty cool. But it's a it's a collaborative it's a collaborative work. Sometimes Jason will have something, and it won't be completely finished. But he'll be like, "This is an idea that I want," and I'll go and like try and like form something that I like <laughs> that would go with that idea. And then Paul Paul too comes in with his own kind of his own drum beats and everything so it's like this this last album was definitely um split pretty equally i think between the three of us well yeah and that was kind of one of the things i wanted to ask you about actually was gonna be my next question is the record really does cover quite a bit of ground it's not just one sound it's not just one style or genre you know it's it's garage rock it's kind of garage glam that's like rockabilly like and you know and all these kind of things in between, you know, punk elements, there's all these different worlds that the album kind of moves through pretty seamlessly too. And it all has one, you know, it, it all sounds different, but it also sounds like one band doing it, which I think is great. But, you know, was that kind of an intentional move to have a very diverse multi-genre record or did it just kind of come out like that? It definitely just came out like that. Like all three of us are pretty diverse anyway. Um, and I think our backgrounds in music are... You know, like Paul, for instance, he he'll talk about '60s garage rock bands forever, and like he's got so much knowledge of all kinds of like music. And then Jason's always been into the like blues, and like, mm-hmm. and I I was raised on classical music and Bob Dylan. <laughs> I was, and after that, I just kind of wanted to. I I think we're all kind of like this where we just really want to put out what's on our minds. We really have something I want to say in this song and this is it and the way the melody's working is I feel, is what we feel like works towards that. And yeah, and then that way you're not kind of tied down to one sound and one genre. Yeah, and I I don't I don't think we really that we don't want to be put on in kind of a certain genre or try to stay away from one. It's just more like there's so many genres out there and it's kind of fun to pick pieces and stuff that you like hearing from other stuff and then putting it all together and seeing if it works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what does the rest of 2011 and maybe even, you know, 2012, if you've gotten that far, like hold for ornery little darlings? The universe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, uh going to see, like we've, we've been getting some fun exciting reviews very honest reviews and we're thinking of going out again probably in november in november but definitely like since this last tour i've 
I got a bunch of new songs in my head that I want to do, and so is Jason. And so definitely we just want to record and put out more music. So hopefully O is for ornery is just uh, for now. <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, the way that you sense. guys kind of, you know, if you look at your record, the way that you move through things and turn around your your turnaround time, I wouldn't be surprised if you've got another record in like a year, year and a half. Or, or you know, if you guys dropped a record in a month, I also wouldn't be surprised then either. <laughs> yeah. You know? That'd be awesome. I could see next year us doing doing something new. You know, going back to all the different genres. There's definitely a lot of stuff, you know. You know people would kind of laugh, but I'd love to do, like, metal. <laughs> That'd be fantastic, you know. Oh, <laughs> the record is out now. Um... It is called O's for Ornery, and Ornery Little Darlings, um, the band plays Empty Bottle this coming Wednesday, August 31st, with another friends, another uh, act that's been on this podcast and mm-hmm. also mastered the record. And I thought this was awesome. The Empty Bottle show, it's free with an RSVP through EmptyBottle.com. Yeah. The record is only 50 cents through OrneryLittleDarlings.Bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. How are you guys going to be able to eat? Um, we don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. You know. There's no excuse for not grabbing the record, checking out the show. I mean, the and whole experience is yeah. going to cost you fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, fifty cents, man. Or you know, if you wish to pay more, or you could throw in more. Absolutely. Totally awesome. Buy one going. for a million dollars. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emmy, really, like honestly, I'm a big fan of the record. I've been listening to it, and I'm really blown away. Um, and it does tackle a lot of ground, but I think you guys do it very skillfully, which is not something that every act can pull off. So really, like, nice job. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, Jason and Paul, say hi. Absolutely. <laughs> Give them my best. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Emmy Chen from Ornery Little Darlings for being on the show this week. Check out the band's new album, O is for Ornery, out now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with The Loneliest Monk, White Mystery, Nether Friends, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministryofthedynasty.com. The Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaime Black, Dynasty Descent.